A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The word of the Lord. We celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, the, the moment when Jesus, 40 days after the resurrection, when he ascended into the heavens, we celebrate that. But I don't think the disciples celebrated on that day. It must have been a difficult moment for them. It must have been a painful moment for them because they probably had great pain, great anguish, knowing that Jesus was leaving them again. Remember, just 40 days before, they watched Jesus die. And that must have been a terribly traumatic experience for them. A few days later, he rises again, and they're joyful again. Now, 40 days later, he's leaving them again. It must have been painful. It must have been a time of anguish for the disciples. I sort of, in a, an amusing way, when I imagine this scene, I imagine the disciples wanting to, to grab at Jesus' feet and pull him back down again because they don't want to lose him. Why did Jesus have to leave? 
Why not stay after the resurrection? Why not stay on the earth after the resurrection just as he was? Well, he answered that question himself in John chapter 16. He says this. He says, I have much more to teach you, much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, the spirit of truth, you will learn everything. And so Jesus tells us that he had to leave his bodily form in order for him to come back again as the Holy Spirit. Jesus saved us through the person, through the body of Jesus. Christ saved us through the body of Jesus. But then afterwards, he wanted to save us in a much more expansive way through the Holy Spirit. Christ cannot be contained in one body. When Jesus walked on the earth, he spoke one language. He had one face and one set of eyes, one set of hands. But Christ wants to not be in one body, but in everybody. He wants to speak every language. He has much more to teach us, but we're not ready for it now. We cannot bear it now. I would suggest that this happens again and again in our spiritual lives. That, that the, the manifestation of Jesus, the understanding of Jesus that we have now, needs to ascend, needs to dis- depart from us, so that we can receive a more expansive image, a more expansive manifestation of Christ. We need to continue to grow in our spiritual lives. As our capacity in our souls, in our minds, in our hearts, as our capacity grows, so must Christ expand. But like for the disciples, for us, it's difficult. It's difficult to let go of the image that we have of Christ. Because we love Christ so much, we tend to cling to the image that we have today. But sometimes we have to let go of that image to get a new image of Christ, a new understanding of Christ that's bigger and broader and deeper and wider and more expansive. I grew up in a little tiny town called Church Point, just a few thousand people in the country, had a wonderful upbringing. It was a very isolated, in a good way, upbringing, a very sheltered upbringing. And I knew Jesus since I was a little kid and I loved Jesus. And, and the Jesus that, that I knew in Church Point served me quite well in Church Point. But when I entered into the Jesuits and moved to different cultures and different lands and different different understandings, different languages, the Jesus I had in Church Point was too small. I, I needed a Jesus that could speak lots of languages, not just Cajun English. I needed a Jesus that, that could that could go travel across the world. And so I had to let go of my notion of Jesus, my understanding of Jesus from my childhood in order for Jesus to come back to me in a more expansive way, in a broader way, in a way that, that, would, that would minister to all the nations. The Jesuits, on their good days, are actually quite good at this. This is one of our specialties. Pope Benedict, when he came to visit the Jesuits many years ago, Pope Benedict said to us Jesuits, he said, he said, your role in the church as Jesuits is to be frontier, frontiersmen of the church, 
You were to go out to the frontiers of the church, to the frontiers of theology, constantly going to terra incognita, areas of theology, spirituality that we've not, we've not visited yet. We are to be explorers. And so Jesuits at their best are constantly looking and wondering what's, what's over the hill, over the next hill. Always wanting to know what more can we learn, even if it requires us letting go of what we have now. There was a woman who worked for the Jesuits for many years and she knew us well and she had a little boy and the boy said, Mommy, when I grow up, I want to be a Jesuit. And the woman said, well, you can't do both. That one takes a second to get. She says, you can't grow up and be a Jesuit. Why? Because Jesuits, in a way, never grow up. We always have that sort of childish exploration, that curiosity that wants us to look over the next hill. I preached this at the 8 a.m. just a couple of hours ago, and one of the parishioners came to me and she said, Father, Jesuit parishioners never grow up either. So I think this is a mark of a Jesuit parish like Holy Name of Jesus, that we're, we're explorers. The, the Jesus you have today serves you just fine for today, but, but you need a bigger one for the challenges of tomorrow, which means you're going to have to let go of the one for today. In, in Jesuit speak, we call this the magus. Magus in Latin means greater, and it comes from a, a phrase of the Jesuits, the greater glory of God. St. Ignatius says that we always have to be looking for the greater glory of God. It's not enough for us to be glorifying God. We have to find the greater glory of God. We call that the magus, always seeking the magus, the greater. And so today I think this feast and next Sunday's feast of the descent of the Holy Spirit calls you and me to, to let go of today's notion, to let go of the understanding we have of Christ today so that he can surprise us with a new manifestation of himself, a bigger and broader one, more expansive, so that we can indeed do as the gospel says, we can go to all the nations and tell the good news of Christ.